Welcome to You're Grounded. I think language, communication, and translating thoughts to one another through our own perceived experiences is one of our greatest gifts and tools as human beings. Join us every episode and eavesdrop on what we're connecting on, and hopefully our chats can inspire you and your friends' conversations, and at the very least, make you feel more grounded. I'm so grateful to share this conversation with you. Okay, we are here. I cannot believe this. I have with me today an incredible woman. She is very much a large part of the reason of why we're even sitting here recording together right now today. And that is none other than Miss Brittany. And she is my life coach, my everything coach, my therapist. (laughs) (laughs) You name it. Um, But yeah, Brittany is a certified life coach. And a little bit backstory about me and her before we dive into what she's going to share with you guys today is... Her and I actually, we've probably known each other as far as like, I know who you were at least for at least five years now. Um, I used to go to Brittany's spin classes. So that was kind of how I knew who she was and knew who she was in the community. And it took a couple years, but I started to learn through the grapevine that she was a life coach and this, that, and the other. Hadn't really felt called or drawn to that in my specific time. Of course, it's something I desired, but finally was able to take action with that last april so april of 2020 is when we really (laughs) connected almost a year yes i know we're almost on the anniversary but we were able to connect really wholeheartedly and spiritually emotionally everything you name it there because aside from being an incredible coach she also leads an incredible align retreat Mm -hmm. so she just is able to reach and connect and help draw you out of yourself in ways that I think is so incredible and powerful. And we'll talk a little bit more about the retreat later at the end, but that is just one of the offerings that brought me closer to you. Um, I mean, you got you, you got the team over there, (laughs) got you, of course, and Priscilla leading the retreat, and then Patty and Tiffany. I mean, who knows who else is to join in your guys' future, but um, I think was it the retreat that I was on last April, your second one. Um, yeah, yeah, yes. it was number two. Yeah. And you guys have done two more since then, right? Yeah, um, three. So uh, we've had we've done three total. So there's the first one was February, there's April, and then we just did November, and then we have another one coming up um, in April again. Yes. Oh my! I, mean, I love that it's on April again. So it's like a full year. <laughs> yeah, a full year, and it's still going. Just amazing. So, still going. Full steam ahead. I'm yeah. so proud of you guys, and it's an incredible experience. Um, needless to say, but when I went to that retreat, was like I said, I got really close with Brittany then, um, along with Priscilla and all the other women that were a part of that session in that weekend, um, and that was when I kind of started the grounding and actualization of this whole process of how we are here right now recording this. And what I mean by that was that investment in myself really made me realize, you know, there are so many things about my life that I really wanted to take charge in and make change in. And one of those being my career and all of that. So that was really a a springboard for me to be able to work with Brittany. And then that led me into one-on-one coaching with her as well. So for the last like six months or so, we've been doing coaching sessions together and she has taught me so much. (laughs) 
so, so much. Um, and so many things about myself and, you know, the things that I tell myself, what they make me feel, what that makes it mean or not mean in my life. And I could go on and on, but one of the main topics I kind of really wanted to hit on that just blew my mind when we talked about it. This was one of our sessions. So we've had multiple, multiple, but one of the sessions we talked about the concept of human beings and their lovely manuals we love to write for our lives and what we go by. So I think that's a perfect thing for us to put out there for the world that I think they definitely all need to hear. Absolutely. Well, thank you for that sweet intro. Um, It's been a true gift and pleasure to have the opportunity to work with you. Um, I'm always just in awe of the clients that come into my life and what they're able to do in a short period of time and take full responsibility for their life. It's just one of the best things about being a coach and also just getting to know amazing women. Like I just am mind blown and you are just, you've been like such a treat to work with (laughs) because you're so open to doing the work and you just want to be better to make those around you better. And there's nothing that is more powerful than that. Like knowing that it's like way bigger than us, but like knowing that it starts with us, like we have to take care of our stuff in order to like serve in a big way. And it's been so amazing to watch this journey transformation of like having this idea about the podcast. And now it is coming to life. You know, we're here, we're doing We're actually doing it. We're not just talking about it and how fun that would be. Talking about it, right? Because it's like everybody has their dreams and their desires and their goals, right? But when you understand the process to get to where you want to go and the person that you'd have to become in the in the in on that journey, you know, that's what makes the biggest difference is connecting to who that person is, not the outcome itself. And it is really cool to get to be a part of that journey with you and get to record this episode with you because I have seen it first hand, the highs and the lows, the ups and the downs, everything that you've gone through to get to this point. And this is just the beginning. So it's been such a treat. I'm so grateful to start it with you. I mean, yes. it's only right. You're the one who empowered me to want to really fully do this and motivate me and help me work through my own stuff in my own brain. And it's a lifelong journey. But like you said, I am just so grateful for yeah. you helping me not just talk about it and be about it. <laughs> yeah. Well, I will say you empowered yourself. I just helped create the space for you to do that. <laughs> yeah. Brittany is incredibly humble. She is a guide <laughs> for us to find ourselves. She's yes, not, not here to just there. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just She's here. fully here to hold the reason, the but I love her humble attitude. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so great. Yeah. So where do you want to start today? Yeah, I feel like when you and I had that breakthrough in our session, because here's the thing, we all have what you call and what you taught me about the concept of manuals, mm-hmm. manuals in or in ladder and in, in short, really basically being books that we all reside by and what we think the world should act like. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'm laughing because we all know that feeling. We all think like, oh, this is how I would do something. And this is the way they should do this. And this is the way society should be. And this is the way I would do this. So why wouldn't they do it that way? And the amount of resistance and frustration that that can draw into our lives. And I think that concept as a whole, the more we can be aware of it is something that is, it really just genuinely like blew my mind. I was like, it is literally this simple. It is literally this simple. So I want you to elaborate on 
the concept of manuals and how all of ours is different. And I really want to just explain like how that can become something that draws a lot of frustration into your life. Yeah. I mean, absolutely. This is one of the things that we learned that we're like, and to your point, all of it is simple. We just overcomplicate things with the stories that we create in our mind. Um, and you know, one of the things that gets in the way of living the life that we want to live, and it's not the fault of the people in our life, but it comes down to the expectations and the roles that we have. And you said a key word, which is should mm-hmm. whenever you're like, Oh, they should do this. That is how we know that we have created a manual you know, people in our lives, whether we know them directly or indirectly seem like a problem because we've created these manuals for how we want them to behave. And this is tricky because then we tie our emotional life to whether or not they follow this manual. And we don't even realize we're doing this. We don't even have this like awareness that like (laughs) we've tied our emotional well-being to this manual that these other people have no idea exist. So let's just start with the basics. Like what is a manual? Right. I mean, basically like you had repeat, like that you had said, a manual is like an instruction guide, a book of rules, expectations of how we think someone should behave in a relationship. And that could be a direct relationship or an indirect relationship. And we also have manuals for ourselves. And these manuals are made up so we can feel good and happy. And so you can kind of already tell how that is a losing proposition because basically we're like, I can only be happy unless you follow this imaginary book that you actually have no idea that exists. (laughs) We don't tell people our manuals and we don't realize that we have it and we don't see that it's actually causing us so much pain. There's a part of us that literally thinks that people should just know how to treat us. Right. And at times it can feel very justified, right? Like we, like it seems very reasonable that we would want someone to treat us a certain way, right? Like we have these justified expectations for people. Again, they should, people should do this for me. They should, they should behave X because I'm behaving Y, right? Exactly. And the reason that this is a problem is it can be damaging to your emotional well-being because if someone's behavior is dependent on how you feel, you're always going to feel powerless. Now, our manuals for how the world works is based off of how we do things. So like if you always respond to someone's text message right when you get it, and then someone doesn't do that to you, you think that they're rude and you think that they should just know that they need to respond right away in order to make a whole story around that action. Yeah. What it means. Yeah. So we think it's very reasonable. We think it's a reasonable thing to have expectations of people in our life. And we think that like the request that we have is also very reasonable. Um, But what one person thinks is reasonable and what another person thinks is reasonable, (laughs) as we know, is very different. Exactly. And that's why this concept is so powerful to me because it's a pretty wide known concept that we're all individuals, individual meaning one of ones, you know, that's literally what that word translates into and that, okay, we have that concept, but we act as though there's a certain way that everyone should behave. If we all behaved exactly the same, that would, there'd be no mystery to life whatsoever. I mean, we'd all exactly do everything the exact same formal little mechanical way. But I think that's the concept that goes a little layer deeper than just knowing we're all different is 
we all are different and we all of our little books, all of our little manuals are written slightly different as well. So even though you think there's generalizations to social interactions, even if you think there's generalizations to friendships, relationships of any kind, that's where things get muddled. And that's where things get, like you said, the anticipatory disappointment in stories that you lead to then make yourself feel (laughs) not fulfilled terrible I I think the important thing to know and remember is like adults like they have the ability and freedom to behave however they would like and we just have to remember that you know we have a manual for someone it's like just because I wouldn't do things this way doesn't mean that they shouldn't or should whatever that is because they are who they are and they're going to be who they are and they can be who they are and it doesn't have to affect me in a negative way yeah now you can make requests of people I'm not saying you can't have like let people know your expectations but if you tie your emotional well-being to that set expectation and it being met that's again the powerless yeah you're going to feel powerless like you can make as many requests as you want so when you tie your emotional well-being to those requests being met and they're not met, that's when you're going to get yourself into big trouble. That's when you end up start like banging your head against the wall, trying to manipulate, right? Like this is where manipulation comes in because when we try to manipulate someone and we try to act a certain way, so they behave the way that you want them to behave, you have tied your emotions to their actions. Yes. As you know, we've talked about is like someone's actions and someone's words and what they do and what they say or what they don't do or what they don't say is a circumstance. We cannot control that in our life. 100%. And when we try to do that and we try to manipulate it, right? This is when we get into a spiral of negativity. And that's how you can kind of know like, oh oh, shit, like (laughs) this is affecting me. Yeah. Right. Yeah, like yeah. that's when we know, like, oh, we have a manual for someone. Like when we're tying our emotional well-being. Like, I can't be happy unless they do what I've asked them to do. And that is, as you can tell, just like speaking about it in this like matter. Yeah, it sounds kind of crazy. Yeah. It's just like, you know, I mean, it's just powerless. Yeah. And it's one thing to have like a hope or like you said an expectation of how you want someone to behave that's only natural because our minds are always trying to be predictive and jump ahead of what we think someone's gonna act and right. we emotionally and mentally prepare for that in every single interaction we have whether we're conscious of it or not but a hundred percent as long as you are if it's recurring and rebubbling in your life and you think gosh this person every time i'm around them or every time they do something it's upsetting to me and that's valid, but what's not valid is that you're expecting either to change or you're expecting something you to do to change them. Like you said, you're right. Everything that they're going to ever do is out of your control. The thing that is in your control is editing that manual, right? Well, like, yeah, I mean, what is in your control is what you think about it. So like, let's say your partner loves watching football all day on Sunday, like their team's not even playing. They just love football. They are all into it. And you have this manual for them. They shouldn't watch so much football. And what you make them watching football mean is that they don't love you and they don't want to spend time with you. And so then you create this story about them watching football because you don't think they should be watching it as much. And you can see that them watching football is not what's making you feel not loved. It's the thought that, oh, because they're watching football, they don't love me. They don't want to spend time with me and therefore I'm not important. And so that's where it gets really tricky because when we have that type of manual, we are basically saying we're unimportant when 
our partner watching football doesn't mean that at all. Our partner watching football doesn't mean anything until your brain makes it mean something. Mm-hmm. So, you know, manuals are typically, I would say, you know, depending on the relationship and who is the manual for, um, <laughs> their, their pages, they are thick imaginary books. They're complicated. It's an old school phone book on your, on your doorstep. <laughs> That's honestly like when I envision a manual, I think of like yellow pages. Yes. Right? yes me too. Right. And, and this is a problem because they're so detailed and intricate and complicated yeah. and we don't share these expectations, right? We just think it's something the people in our life or not directly in our life right. should inherently know right. should is always the key word. If you're like, Oh, they should do this. They should do that. That's like a number one indicator of, um, a manual like yes. that's a hundred percent. And like, we often were like, well, they should do this. And then if we, if they're not doing it, it often means that like, they don't love us, you know, right. like if someone doesn't meet what we have um, created. So, I don't know if it was you or Priscilla that, <laughs> I don't know if you came up with it or where you heard it, but one of you said at some point, don't should all over yourself. <laughs> yeah. I, I still have that. I want to put that on a shirt. Yes, <laughs> Stop we need it on a shirt. I mean, should is just like a terrible, it's like one of those things we have to like take that out of our vocabulary. Should is someone else's belief. Like, oh, I, when, when you say I should be doing this, you have a manual for yourself, but like that might be based off of someone else's belief. You know, I think that it's important to know just by being a human adult, like there's nothing you ever have to do and there's nothing someone ever has to do for you. Like that's just at the end of the day, how we can keep things not so complicated. Like we just want to keep it simple. Yeah. Like, of course you can make requests, but if we're like, oh, someone I need to do, they should be doing this for me and I should be doing it for them. Like, is that actually coming from a place of love? Yeah. What is that expectation stemming from? What is that thought stemming from? Like work backward to understand why you think that action means this result, you know? And like you said, in your example, these stories that we tell ourselves about people's actions, but that's where communication is so key. If you're communicating to anyone that their actions are making you feel something, that's entirely valid. I mean, if that's what you're saying you feel, they need to be able to listen to that. But until you communicate that with them, you're literally gatekeeping your your yellow pages. (laughs) Well, and I I think a big part of that too is recognizing when someone um, like when someone's actions make us think the thought that makes us feel that's what it is. It's understanding like what your thoughts are about someone's actions. That's where I think it gets really confusing is like, we're so used to being like, well, because you did this, I felt this way, but it always comes down to, oh, my thoughts about you doing this. Mm -hmm. And that really helps you understand, you know, what you're thinking and how that thinking is making you feel because you know, the problem with the manual is we put our like responsibility on someone else to meet our needs. And, you know, we, even with relationships, you know, like relationships are probably our biggest manuals with like partners in our life. And, yes. and friends, but, 
you know, when we're thinking about our needs, if we're, if we're putting someone else responsible, we're like, hi, here's all my needs and you need to, yeah, you're in charge. You have to do it the way I want yeah. without me telling you how to do it. Right. And this is such a problem because we cannot control what someone else does. And when there's a constant manipulation and effort to control someone on the other end, nobody wins because we cannot control another person. And there is nothing they could possibly do to make you as happy as you want to be. Yeah. All of the power to feel as happy as you want to be lies within you. Like that's what's so important to, to recognize, you know, our partners or people in our life might do things that elicit positive thoughts, right? Like a partner in our life might take out the um, garbage yeah. without you asking, right? And you have a thought, I love when they take out the garbage without me asking, <laughs> like, right? Like, or acts of service is my love language. Like, yes. oh my God, right? So they do an action that elicits a positive thought. That right, it's not always negative. Positive, yeah. Right, that creates a positive emotion. Right. Right? Gratitude, yeah. thankfulness. Yeah, yes, right? Yes. So, it's, so it's like understanding like, yeah, when they did that thing, I had a positive thought. Which when made me feel... That, which made me feel this way. When they did that thing, I had a negative thought, which made me feel this way. And so it's just understanding that your emotional well-being is always in your hands, not in someone else's life. If your emotional life is tied to someone else's behavior, all your power is gone always. And then especially in terms of being in a relationship, like if you're needy, if you need someone to do all of these things for you, like that's not fun. Like how many, like I've been called needy before. And I like, was like, Oh my oh. God, like, so like, like, what, you know, no like, one wants to hear that. No one wants to hear that. It's exa- and like, it's exhausting and it is not fun. Right. So when people are responsible for their own happiness, right. I'm responsible for how I feel. You're responsible for your, how you feel, but let's like, we can hang out in the middle and have so much fun together. Right. I think that that's like such a wonderful place to be. Yes. Um, and it's, it's complicated because when you're in a relationship, you're like, no, like I'm, my actions impact your feelings. And it's like, no, my thoughts about your actions. And when we understand that it really truly makes relationships so much more magnificent. You're not looking to a relationship to fill the void. You're not looking towards someone else to like complete you. It's like, I'm going to take care of myself over here and we're going to meet halfway and it's going to be so great. Yes. And so exactly the point that you mentioned, I feel like is a huge factor is your actions didn't make me feel a certain way. Cause that's what we're taught in like kindergarten and preschool and like those elementary concepts of so-and-so did this and it hurt my feelings. Okay. Well, so-and-so did this, whether it was appropriate or not, but they did that. But your thought of what that means is what truly was the exact direct link to your feelings. Right. Well, and like when we're, when we're developing these skills, we like this manuals don't exist when you're like, you don't have manuals when you're a little kid. Right. But we hear things like, Oh, you make me so happy when you do this. And so then as a child, you're like, Oh, I can make my mom happy when I, okay. Like I can do that. Or, Oh, you make me so sad when you cry. Yeah. It's like, oh, crying is bad. It's bad. Right. Right. So like children is totally different ball game, but adults, the way we talk to children about tying behavior to emotion that's where it can get really tricky and honestly like being you know in this season of life where I'm about to become a mom I'm like so curious like I'm, I'm I'm excited to like 
have that awareness and catch myself when I'm doing it because it's programming. Like I remember when my mom used to say stuff to me that was like, you do this, it makes me feel this way, you know? And like you tie your emotional well-being to an an adult's behavior or whatever. So I'm really interested to see, because I know like a lot of stuff's going to come up and I'm going to have to be super aware of the language I use. Like, is it about being perfect? Absolutely not. But it's just about knowing how powerful language is and how it can shape how someone views their emotional life. But, you know, you do learn it at an early age. Oh, you made Susie cry by doing this. Right. And, um, you know, we, we learn that very early on, but then when we become adults, we have a responsibility to actually shift our focus and realize that only we are responsible for our emotions. Like, yes, when we're younger, it's different because mm-hmm. we're learning these skills, becoming emotionally regulated <laughs> have that skill as a child. Right. And when we become adults, it is our responsibility to, to emotionally regulate ourselves and not put it onto someone else. And I feel like that's where people have to take like some self humbleness and some awareness and just be like, okay, I want to, because a lot of people will project and blame and blame and blame for other people. Again, still having that same smaller mindset of, oh, well, they did this, so that's why I'm this way. And having the ownership, I think, is such a powerful feeling of knowing that the thoughts that I've created around that are what are making me miserable or or whatever feeling that might be not enjoyable. And you are in full control of the thoughts you want to have moved forward with that action. Right. And like I said, we said earlier, like sometimes it's like someone's actions are going to elicit thoughts that are positive. Like if they right. go, it's not always oh, bad. Like, yeah. It's not always bad, but like we get ourselves into trouble when, when it's tied to like the, you know, our emotional well being. Yeah. Um, and expectancy too. I mean, if you're always expecting a positive reaction from someone, it's going to be that much more jarring when they don't react in a way that makes you feel good. So I feel like it's always it can go both ways too. Like as far as you don't want to always expect something from someone, cause that's not fair to put on them as far as a responsibility for your feelings either. No, they're just trying to figure out how to take care of themselves. We're like just doing our best. Someone else. <laughs> it's not, it's not fair. Like we don't want that responsibility. Yeah. Right? So how would you-, you say is a good way to maybe if you are having I, I don't know. I guess what I'm trying to ask is, is it all internal work or what would be a good way to maybe have or initiate a conversation like that with any relationship in your life, friend, parent, partner? Like, what is a good way to initiate a conversation about when you do this, this is kind of what I think it means and what it's making me feel. Do you explain that process or what is kind of your suggestion aside from just the internal work we can do with our decision making about thoughts? What is kind of the way that you think is like a proper way for helping people have those conversations? It's a great question. Well, I mean, it's always, this is like, this is always inner work, right? It's like, first you want to know what your manuals are for people. Yes. Like checking in with that. First you want to take awareness that you're in control of your happiness. First and foremost. Yes. Yeah. Then realize the manuals. We always want to check in. Like if you're going to have a conversation with someone about when they do this, you have thoughts about it and it makes you feel X, Y, Z. Are you having the conversation to feel better? You know, because that's a lot of the times is like, oh, I need to talk to them about this. And if the answer is yes, then you haven't done the work internally yet. Because Mm -hmm. again, the conversation is if it's to make you feel better, again, you're putting that responsibility on the person and having the conversation so they can say something 
or do something differently, right? Yeah. To make um, you feel a different way. Yeah. A different way. But then it's like still not getting it, right? Still right. not understanding that no, no matter what someone says or does, only you're responsible for how you feel. Right. So the all like the alternate to having a manual guide your thoughts is taking responsibility for your thoughts. Always. Always, always, always like take responsibility for your thinking. Mm-hmm. If someone does not meet your request. Like I said, you can make requests. You can have expectations. Like I'm not yeah, saying- Yeah, that's part of requests, human experience right? for sure. Yeah. Right. And I'm not saying, you know, you you stay with people who aren't in alignment with your values, right? Or treat you in a way that's against how, like, I'm not suggesting that's that not. Yeah, that's not good or healthy for anyone. That's not what you mean. No, it's just taking responsibility for how you feel, right? Yeah. So you make a request and someone doesn't honor it. You take responsibility for how you feel about it. That's the alternate to having a manual. So this is dropping your guide and taking responsibility. When you do that, you're no longer attaching your emotions to their behavior because someone's behavior is a circumstance, right? It's a fact. That you cannot control. Right. So the more you try to change someone to be more like the way you want them to will never work. To be more like your manual, exactly. Yeah, it just will mm-hmm. never work. And it makes yeah. you freaking... And it makes you crazy. <laughs> yeah, it makes me freaking crazy. Z. <laughs> but when you let go of the rules and the expectations and like all of the things, you know, all of the things that you have for that person, you allow them to be who they are and who they want to be without trying to change them. And then we can understand that person from a different perspective without clouding our thinking with how we think they should behave or how we want them to behave. Because when you don't have the manual, you can get curious. You know, you're like, hmm, I like, I want to understand this person. Yeah. Like, it's interesting that they do this. And maybe if I'm not getting all like wrapped up in my manual for this person, I could actually understand them from a different perspective and a different light. But when you're like forcing them to try to change or fit in this box of the way that you want them to be or how you want the world to be, you're missing out on opportunity to dive into that um, perspective. It's funny. I just was looking over at my notes from that session I had with you (laughs) and something that just struck a chord with me was the word you said resistance because that was something that definitely was what struck with me and being curious being curious was also the other word was the more you can turn your frustration resistance any type of energy that's making you feel like locked up with someone that you're interacting with into curiosity i mean that is the freaking golden star in mario kart to like jet forward you know what i mean yes that's the way i picture it is it's like this portal opens where you can just like finally be free instead of resisting and being like well they should be more like me they should do this again the shooting all over yourself is not productive but understanding people where they're at giving them that grace and then also just being so curious of why they behave the way they behave because in the end of the day every single person is going to be different than you every single person even if you have like people that are in your life that's why we have friendships because they're similar to us but everyone else that you interact with be like huh i wonder what would make them react or act that way i wonder what you know and that curiosity 
I think is such a powerful mind flip. You know, it's like, I'm not resisting the way they are. I'm curious how they are the way they are. And that was such a powerful, powerful shift for me because I still catch myself. This is something I'm going to all, we're all going to have to do the rest of our life is resonating back in that concept is uh, like, if someone like annoys me, pisses me off, I can just be like, okay, I felt that, but I wonder why they would feel like that was an okay thing to do. Or I wonder why that is the reason they are acting that way. And not even just curious about them, curious about why you have the immediate thought you do about that action. Yeah. I think it's like, just why is what they're so. doing so triggering? Why do I, like, why can't I be happy unless they do this said thing? So when you let go of those manuals and you just allow yourself to be, you know, an emotionally mature adult and be like, I'm responsible for my emotions. I mean, everybody wins in that, in that place, right? hundred percent. Like, you know, we can set boundaries with people and boundaries are appropriate and boundaries are created from a place of love, but not from a place of trying to control or manipulate other people. Yes. And that's what we always have to remember when we are trying to control or manipulate, it's not coming from a place of love. No, it has to be, the boundaries have to be for yourself and for what you need in order to behave in your best self. (laughs) It's not because, okay, I'm, I'm setting this boundary so they don't do this. No, I'm setting this boundary so I can control and know my thoughts better about the situation and have the time that I need to reflect or whatever the boundary is. I mean, a boundary can be technically anything. The boundary is always for you and it's never against another person. Um, And you can totally set that as long as you're not trying to control or manipulate. And you know, when you're trying to control or manipulate, because when you're trying to control or manipulate, it's trying to make you feel better. But when we know that only our responsibility is to make ourselves feel better. I mean, that's where we stay in our power. It's a practice for sure. Cause we grow up learning otherwise. Um, but now as adults, as we shift into being an emotionally mature adult, it is so important to just take a step back and recognize that other people's behaviors will never, ever control how we feel ever only our thoughts about their behavior right? Our thinking (laughs) is how, what is going to affect how we feel. Yes. So let's say someone does follow your manual, right? Like you have this manual and you're like, Oh, like they're following it. They text me back as soon as, as soon as I text them. Right. We instantly think this person cares about me and they like me. Right. And that thought might make you feel good. Right. But let's say someone doesn't follow your manual, you're going to interpret it negatively and then you're going to feel terrible. So as we know, like it's not the action, it's always our thoughts about yes. it. Yes. Yeah. Because you technically could think about <laughs> any action in a lot of different ways to your right. point. Like you could take right. that exact action that was a perfect example and make it mean multiple different things. And that's exactly yeah. the point. It goes to show you can think whatever you want about a scenario. Like that's why yeah. it's open for interpretation. That's why it's funny. So it's kind of like, okay, are you going to make that in your power to mean something that's not hurtful to yourself? Or are you just making it mean something hurtful to yourself for no reason? Right, like Why are you causing self-pain? <laughs> right, like that's the cause of the suffering, right? Yes. So when you stop controlling other people and you take responsibility for how you feel, regardless of their actions, you feel freaking empowered. And yes, then you, you take the power you. back into your court rather than handing it away in your little palms. <laughs> yeah. 
And like I said before, this doesn't mean you stay in harmful relationships. Like no, not, not whatsoever. It does not mean you stay in a relationship that's harmful or that's hurting you or isn't aligned. Like that's definitely not what this means. Like you right. need to do what's necessary to protect yourself. That's, you know, that kind and of the differentiation out. there is like, no. okay, you're taking in the information of what's happening in your surrounding and you can choose to either move forward with that. You, your control of either you're going to move forward and progress with that person in life or slightly start to remove yourself because you didn't appreciate like your interpretation of whatever happened wasn't exactly enjoyable so I think that that's that's how we guide our our action in life is by actions makes you think thoughts which make you feel emotions and then it goes back the other way it's like okay so you thought about something now how are you going to move after that you know how are you going to think after that what are you what are your actions going to be after that interaction like so. how do you want to think about their behavior mm-hmm. you know um you know, let's say you want your call, one of you, like you expect your friends to call you once a week and on your birthday, right? Like that might be a manual that you have for your friendships. And most likely you don't like start a friendship and you're like, okay, this is what I expect of you. Right. Hey, by the you way, um, be, this is my checklist for friendship. There will be a quiz. Right. <laughs> like it's just an expectation that you think everyone understands. Right. But let's say you have a friend that doesn't honor this, right? Let's say you have a friend that like doesn't call once a week. You might interpret that, but they don't care about you. And you might feel frustrated and it might hurt your feelings when they don't call you. Mm-hmm. This creates more frustration and more drama. Right. All, like in the same circumstance, you can just let your friends be who they are, allow them to be who they are. If they want to call you, they call you. If they don't call you back, it's up to you not to make it mean anything negative. Yes. Not to let that mind wander into a thought that might not necessarily be true. Right. It's not because it's just a story. So the beautiful thing is like, you can just love people, enjoy who they are and not have manuals for them. This is a very freeing way to live. And I think it's just important to recognize like that it's always going to happen. Like you're always like in a feel you're like, Oh, feeling like, why didn't they call me back? I called them and they're posting on Instagram. That must mean they don't like me, right? The thing is you can make that request. It's totally fine. If they don't honor it though, it doesn't mean that they don't, you don't have to make it mean that they don't like you, right? When someone's behavior that they do is always about them and never about you. So they can be who they are, do them, and you can choose to love and enjoy them exactly as they are. If Precisely. your friend doesn't show up the way that you expect them to, you can let them know that absolutely, but you can't expect them to like meet the request. They might, they might, they not might even realize, yeah. oh my gosh, I didn't even realize that. Right. Mm-hmm. And then that might open up a channel for connection and vulnerability and like a deeper understanding of each other. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. But if they don't meet that, it's okay. Has nothing to do with you. Yeah. And everyone's actions of how they treat you positively, negatively. We don't even want to box things in one or the other, but just however they treat you, it's all always about the reflection of who they are. So not you. And like, it's so great because there doesn't have to be frustration or any like unnecessary drama. All drama is unnecessary. It's such a freeing concept. It truly, truly is. It's like, exactly why I was like more people need to know (laughs) it is it's like when you learn this you're just like 
I mean, and it's constant work too. Like there's there's certain people in your life that it's easier to allow them to be who they are and let go of your manuals for them. And then there's other people that like, we get real stuck on that manual Mm -hmm. for them. And, and a lot of it's just a pattern, right? Yeah. We're just like so used to someone's behavior, our thoughts about someone's behavior, making us feel a certain way that we're just like, that's the way our brain has it connected is, yeah. is like that pattern's going to be that much more hard to break. Cause it's been that thought for so long in our yeah. lives, you know? Yeah. So it exactly. takes practice, just like practice of, you know, challenging your own ego every day. I feel like challenging your manuals for people every day, especially if they've been long relationships with family members or long-term friends like it's that much more work to put in and then but the it's just like sharpening your pencil in any mental tool is the more yeah. you do it the sharper it's going to be and the easier it's going to get so exactly thank you for sharing you are a wealth yeah. of knowledge and light as always <laughs> one of my favorite things to talk about I love talking about relationships yes. I love talking about manuals yes well you know, this might not be Brittany's last time on the podcast. We'll, we'll see what the future holds because as you can tell, she is a wealth of knowledge and I just love that she has the amazing, generous heart to want to come on here and share it with everybody. So, along with other podcasts, she also has her own podcast. So <laughs> Brittany, like I want to ask you two questions, but then I want to get into how people can connect with you on their own regard yeah. as well. I want to ask you, you said that talking about relationships is one of your favorite things to do, but I want to ask you, what do you think your superpower is? Hmm. Well, um, similar to like one of the exercises that I had you do is like ask people in your life what your superpower is, yeah. which is like your strengths. And um, I never realized that positivity was my superpower I did yes. I just I didn't realize that, that was like a thing I thought like people were just positive and when I asked all the people you know it close to me that like I valued their thoughts and opinions positivity was on everybody like there was not a single person that didn't say positive attitude and I was like that's a strength and then once I thought back and thought about it um I was like I guess this is my superpower is I really can find even in some of the shittiest darkest moments of my life um I have always found a silver lining and it doesn't mean that I ignore the negative it's just actually embracing both the negative to be a part like to bring the positive back into the experience um so I would say like positivity is definitely my superpower um I can just like grin from ear to ear hearing you say that and it's definitely one of the things that made me drawn to you and go to even your retreat in the first place I mean not every retreat is going to be right for every person not every experience is going to be right for every person but I felt so connected to you because of your positive mentality and your positive attitude so I would 100% agree with all those people (laughs) I appreciate that yes and then what do you like to do to stay grounded? Like what makes Brittany feel good? What makes Brittany feel the most calm? I mean, it can be calmness can come in chaotic activity as well, but what is your favorite thing to feel grounded? Um, I mean, when I think of grounded, like when I think of the word grounded, I think of just like myself, you know, like what do I do to feel like myself? And I mean, the first answer is moving my body always like that is like the number one thing that grounds me is movement which is mm. funny like in motion but yeah. it helps like when I'm not in motion stay anchored in who I am um but the other thing that I do is meditation mm. like that 
even on the days that I just like don't want to and I sit down to meditate and I'm all squirmy and I'm like I have all these things I need to do it's always the sign that I that I I really need to spend more time just being yeah. um, instead of doing and whenever I I spend time consistently doing that um I always feel more anchored grounded and calm and it's one of those things that before in the past, it would always be like, I feel scattered. I need to meditate, which was great, but really doing, having like a consistent meditation practice has helped prevent that scatteredness because it's like being proactive instead of reactive. And I think a lot of the practices, you know, in the wellness world, people lean lean on when they're feeling lost or scattered or chaotic or frantic or whatever. And the more that I practice it, um, ahead of time, the less intense those moments are. Yeah. I, you also definitely, I still think you need to take me up on my suggestion of recording <laughs> for like the calm app or the, like you um, literally have one of the best meditation guiding voices <laughs> of all time. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. I'll put that on the list. Uh, Add it to the resume. Oh my God. No, she's amazing. You guys, I swear. And I feel like it's cool hearing you talk about the duality of movement making you feel grounded and then the stillness because we get so much time of our life spent in between those two things of kind of this middle ground. And I feel like you leaning into the physical body movement and being in tune mentally and emotionally, spiritually, physically, and then also your groundingness of absolute stillness and meditation. I think that's so powerful and so cool. Yeah. I need a little bit of a little bit of both. Yes. Uh, well, I just want to extend my biggest gratitudes to you for coming. And I want you to be able to tell people where they can reach you, more information about the retreat and you as a whole and your program. So give it all away. <laughs> like Beck said, I have a podcast, Positively Real Podcast. Um, I have an episode that goes live every single Tuesday. She's a pro. Um, <laughs> it's, so, I mean, it's like the most consistent thing I've ever done. Honestly, it's blows my mind that I've stuck with it this long. So cool. um, and what else do I do? I have a group coaching program called the mind over matter method, and that will be, um, signing up wait list actually starting in April. Perfect. So, and I can put the links in um, yeah. the description for everybody too. So you don't have to yeah. read them out, but so you have the coaching sessions. Yeah. So I have one-on-one coaching. That's most likely going to look a lot different, um, mm-hmm. maybe, but the group coaching is the thing that will stay the most consistent where I take these topics that I talk about like with you and um, on my podcast and we go deeper and I help people really um, understand themselves and understand their mindset on a deeper the juicy stuff. Oh, it's so fun. So that's really what I have going on. I will have one-on-one coaching, but I don't know what that offering is going to look like. It's going to, it's going to be completely different than what it was, um, pre-baby. Right. So that's what we have going on. We have the April, um, Align Retreat at Savannah Resort. That is April 8th to yes. the 10th. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm super excited to see like what comes of becoming a mom and like yes. what that takes me in oh so, so exciting here on this earth just to learn and experience and then take my experiences and teach other people like that's what it's all about that is what you're all about and truly what I hope my podcast is all about and you have the luckiest kid ever to have you as a mom so (laughs) I can't wait for you to instill your practices on them and you're gonna be incredible but I'm so grateful thank you and all the time I've been able to have with you before being a mom is just so special so I thank you again and 
yeah, thank you for coming and I hope you guys enjoyed. Thank you. Thanks for having me be your first guest on the show. So good. So proud of you so much. Thank you. Thanks for listening to this episode of You're Grounded. Make sure to share this episode if it resonated with you and rate this podcast on whatever streaming platform you like to listen from. Make sure you follow us on Instagram, YouTube, and TikTok. All social platforms are titled Your Grounded Pod. Until next time, stay grounded.